Welcome back to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I am Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we are rolling right along with our newest book, book four. Four. In the Harry Potter saga, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. We read chapter one last time in which there was no goblets, a little bit of fire, and no Harry Potter. Yeah, I don't I don't really feel like we're rolling. You said we're rolling right along. I feel like we're still waiting for the story to start. We're rolling, but the tires are flat. Oh, so that's not good. No, it's a struggle, but we're moving. We are moving, but we're, right. we're moving very slowly. I, yeah, yeah, I can get on board with that. So let me recap chapter one for you, which was called The Riddle House, in which the Riddler appeared, and he out tried to take over Gotham City. And Batman and Robin had to solve a series of riddles. Huh, I think, I didn't think I was reading a different version. Oh, you have the UK version. Uh, no, this is the American version. Oh, you have the American version. You told me the UK one isn't out yet for Ravenclaw Yeah, I'm edition. reading the U- UK version where Batman shows up. I don't think that that... And he delivers his, his unique brand of justice. I think you got the wrong book. You picked up the wrong book. Debatable. I guess we'll... Do we keep recording then? Um, we might have to pause it. You might have to read the right book. Okay. But I know you read the right book because we talked about it last time. You're just trying to trick us. I was joshing with you, Jess. Daniel. Jessica. Daniel. Chapter one, we learned a little bit about Tom Riddle, a.k.a. Voldemort's family, over 50 years ago in a town called Little Hangleton, Jess. The Riddle family, father, mother, and son, were killed 50 years ago, and everyone blamed the family gardener, Frank Bryce. That's not fair. Sounds like we need a detective on this case. No. Potentially. No. Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Frank was released from custody when it was ruled that he couldn't have possibly killed the family since they were seemingly frightened to death. Yeah, they're perfectly healthy, other than the fact that they were dead. I like how the cops just kind of said, Well, looks like somebody scared them to death. At least we know Frank. Wasn't Frank. At least we know old man Frank didn't do it. Maybe it was a movie. And then they just swept it under the rug. Or a story. Maybe somebody was telling a scary story. Nobody decided to look into it anymore. No. Okay. They didn't really, nobody really liked these people anyway, so... You know. Police work was very shoddy back in in England 50 years ago. Uh, The Bobbies didn't show up to (laughs) swing those little batons. Uh, Frank continued to live in the back quarters of the house through the years, of course. Of course. Uh, One day, he sees a fire in the upstairs of the house, assumes knucklehead kids had done it, and ventures into the house for the first time in years. He stumbles upon Peter Pettigrew, a worn-down Lord Voldemort, and a snake named Nagini. While the evil trio is reflecting on past deeds, including recently killing a ministry member named Bertha Jorkins, and planning their future evil deeds, Frank is found out and is murdered. And when this happens, 200 miles away, Harry Potter awakens in his bed, the bolt-shaped scar on his head burning. That is my... Thank you. Yeah. Uh, recap of chapter one. I taught fourth grade for many years, so I'm really good at summarizing. 
You are. You're very good at summarizing. I didn't know that that came with teaching fourth grade, but okay. Summarizing is a, it's kind of, it's probably about like third grade. They start to get to the point to where they need to be able to take long passages and summarize them, pick out the main idea and the supporting details and not say, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. You should be able to take take something and you know like a story and break it down into uh, you know, like a little commercial for it. I think I have trouble with summarizing. All my stories are very long. Where'd you go to school in third grade? I probably failed you. Your teachers failed you. Oh yeah, I wasn't. I was in public school then. <gasps> oh. <laughs> then you went to private school and got everything figured out. I went out. to Jefferson Elementary for third grade. Why do you say it like that? Jefferson. <laughs> I don't know. Because that's where I went. That's how you said it. <laughs> you say it like that? Yeah. Okay. You're from St. Louis, young lady. There oh. Are, there, were no tractor, there were no tractors within 20 miles of your home. There's probably tractors now. Yeah, we'll within a, this home. We'll have an intern look at You up. know that back way that always gets flooded? There's tractors back there. Yeah, they're all flooded. Because they came from other farms <laughs> and flooded over to there. Chapter two, what we're going to talk about today is called The Scar. And in chapter one, we talked in the first uh, or in the last episode about how it was kind of weird not having any of the main characters that we've known to love over the last few books in a chapter. Probably the first time that has happened, that none of them had appeared until Harry kind of appears in the last sentence. Yeah. Kind of wake, waking up from what he thinks is a nightmare. And this one is... Uh, I recently learned the term bottle episode when oh. talking about TV shows. And apparently a bottle episode is, is an episode that takes place like all in one room. So the characters don't go outside of the room to have any other adventures or anything like that. And it kind oh, of I just assume it's like a budget issue. <laughs> they can't afford too many settings. They can't make any more sets. So we're going to have a bunch of bottle episodes. So we're just going to stay in this room and do a bunch of things. Well, in this chapter, J.K. Rowling's budget was running low, apparently. And she had well, Harry stay in the... She had a lot of other things time. to talk about. She didn't want to bother ex- describing too many different settings. Not because we described a lot. Did we? Yeah. I, I don't know. A lot, not a lot did happen. Not, nothing happened, but we described <laughs> a lot of things. We learned about the color of Harry's hair, the color of Ron's hair, the color of Dumbledore's hair. We got, like, character descriptions. Oh, yeah, like how Dumbledore's nose looks. In case you don't remember what these characters look like, mm. here's what they look like. Well, Harry wakes up from a what he thinks is a vivid dream. And a scar on his forehead is burning. But we know that it's not really a dream. Do we, Daniel? I think we do. Because okay. they told us that it was happening 200 miles away. Uh, <laughs> well, you could. Ha- if I, if I had a moment. dream about a beach in Florida, it would be, my dream would be miles away. It would have away. to be exact people doing exact things at an exact time at that beach in Florida. Like COVID patients uh, are like idiotic uh, spring breakers <laughs> going down to Florida beaches and getting everybody sick. Everybody. Because they don't care about anybody but themselves. Well, they worked long and hard at school. They needed to have a break, 
a spring break. Huh, listen, I've been to college. I didn't work long and hard on anything. <laughs> but maybe you did. Remember there's the concussion theory? I don't remember much college, and it wasn't because of uh, imbibing in uh, Hagrid's favorite beverages. <laughs> or any other type of substance. No. Um, it, I just don't remember much about it, because I don't think it was very eventful for me. Yeah. You just went, sat, listened, worked, left. Well, you said listened. <laughs> did you listen? I don't know. Sometimes I did. Not not a lot, though. It was kind of just like... Well, you didn't like have an iPhone back then, so you weren't just playing around on your phone. No. So what were you doing? Daydreaming? I, I, was da- I uh, used to bring comic books into... Uh, I, I remember specifically a geography class that I hated. And I would set up my textbook and set the comic book up behind it. That, that is so cliche. I'm old. That's what the school was like <laughs> back then. The iPhone wasn't out yet iPhone, I don't think, came out to like... When did the iPhone come out? I have an intern look it up. I don't know. It was like 2003 or something? You could have like probably that? played like some little snake game on your phone or something. Did, did you have release. a phone at the time? iPhone, every iPhone release. 2007, it says. Huh. Yeah, I graduated in college in 2003. <laughs> So I'm lucky. I was I'm lucky if I was able to receive like a clear phone call on my cellular device back then. I mean, texting wasn't even a thing yet. No. In uh, when I started college in '98, '98. Yeah, I think '98. Yeah, '98. '98 to 2003. Well, like I said, we know it wasn't a dream. Uh, Harry is assuming that Scar only burns when Voldemort is near. Well, like that's the, the way it worked in the past. It's and, logical. And again, we know that that's not the case. So he's actually seen something as it happened. Do we right? know yes, that? Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. Stop it. You're confusing me. I'm sure of this. Okay. So he's actually seen something as it happened, right? But just doesn't realize that that's what's going on here. Yes. Why are you hesitating when you answer? <laughs> I just have to make sure. Make sure what? That it's right. Okay. That I'm not you don't know if it's right. saying something that's like spoiler. Times. Okay. So the scar's burning. Harry thinks that Voldemort's near. He thinks that he had a nightmare where he saw Voldemort and Peter Pettigrew and some old guy. And he was trying to, the more he tried to remember. What he thought was his dream, as I use my air quotes that nobody can see, he it starts to slip away, just like when you wake up for a dream and it was very vivid, and then it just gradually as the day goes on, kinds of. That's why some people do dream journals. Oh. They keep dream journals on the sides of their bed. Mm-hmm. You you ever do a dream journal? Jess? No. Okay. Well, I guess no. people that do dream journals are weird then. I didn't say it was weird. I just said I hadn't done it. Yeah, I've never done it either. So we can tell as the reader, since we know more about what what Harry's, we know about more about what's going on with Harry than he does, that Voldemort is not near. He's over 200 miles away. We know that. So Harry is misunderstanding the what the how the scar on his head functions. 
he's assuming that he's had some kind of vivid dream when in reality he's seen something that Voldemort is doing over 200 miles away at that same time. So we know that he's got some kind of deeper connection to the Dark Lord than he even realizes, right? Yeah, or he can see things, see the future. Well, it's not the future that's happening at the same time. But you know, they've got people who can see things. Seers. Is that what they're called? That's I don't very know. Very clever. <laughs> so it it's is, a different book I'm reading right now, but yeah. It's currently the summer after Harry's third year. Harry's at home with the Dursleys. He's wishing he could be with his godfather, Sirius Black, who he finally met in the last book. But that's not going to be possible based on what we found out at the end of the last book, is it? No. We recap a lot of stuff in this chapter. But yeah, he talks about how, you know, he was offered to go live with Sirius. And he was really excited about that for about 10 minutes, maybe. And then um, it all kind of fell apart. Peter got got away and Sirius couldn't be cleared and was going to be executed and had to go on the run and there went that back to the Dursleys something else that was talked about at the very end of the last book is the fact that Harry was supposedly going to be getting an invite from the Weasleys Ron said at least to come stay with them for a little bit of the summer and maybe even go to the uh, Quidditch World Championships Mm -hmm. or the Quidditch Cup Uh, that hasn't I guess he hasn't gotten the official call or invite yet. Yeah, and he says he's got like a week left before school, and he's hmm. kind of getting a little... What's Ron been doing this yeah. whole time? Just forgetting about his buddy? I don't like that. <laughs> well, he can't like go stay half the summer with him or well, anything, but but it would be nice to get a little heads up on what's, what's going on, what, what's the plan. Were you, was your dad able to get the tickets? I wanted to bring up something that you've mentioned in the past... When you talk about wizards maybe coming from a hardier stock of human. Yeah, they probably don't get COVID. Because in this chapter, there was a mention of Harry's ability to deal with pain. They talked about the fact that he deals with the burning scar, the fact that that he's had to regrow bones overnight in the past, the fact that he had to deal with the venomous fang bite. The fact that he has fallen, uh, I think he said like 50 feet off his broom. Uh, Does that kind of just support what you were saying earlier about maybe they just kind of have a higher tolerance for things like that? Yeah, I think so. There was actually something on Facebook recently that was going around that said um, Madame Pomfrey must not have worked at Hogwarts the first year. Because at the end of the first book, Harry's hands are still like bandaged and wrapped up. And it just didn't really make sense if Madame Pomfrey was there and she can grow bones, fix broken arms, super easy. Why is she still, he's still all bandaged up? But we know Malfoy found a way to milk that mm-hmm. cut on his arm for months. It had so. it in a sling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, the last time I got, like, cut, I didn't, like, you know, throw my arm in a sling or, you know, cut on the bottom of my foot and just lay it up in bed with one of those... Uh, Stir up thing. Yeah, the thing that <laughs> legs hanging, like hanging like. I've three never feet from seen that in real life. Only never. in cartoons. No, never, never. Uh, the other thing is that uh, with Harry's scar hurting, he's not really sure 
who to talk about it to, who to confide to, and he kind of runs through all his options. And we describe them as we go. Right. The Dursleys, who live at blah, 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 and yeah. have a household income of this and this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you can't talk to the Dursleys, right? No, obviously. No. That's just not even an option off the table. I could write a letter to Dumbledore, who's probably hanging out on a beach somewhere. Yeah, I think he went to Hermione first, because he, and then Hermione, in his imagination, Hermione told him to tell Dumbledore. Right, Hermione would kind of freak out and oh my gosh why are you not telling everybody this we need to do you need to do this immediately and then you need to contact the headmaster immediately and i'll go read all my books and see if i can find anything out about it right and that's how hermione deals with things let's let the appropriate person in charge know yes and then i will do my own research and try and figure it out anyway textbooks he imagines asking Dumbledore, and as he's kind of saying it in his head, he feels silly saying that. But that kind of confused me. Hey, sir. How's your summer? My scar hurts. But after everything they've been through, why is he so unsure about asking Dumbledore for help or asking Dumbledore for advice? It, it Now, if, if this was... You know, the first time you met Dumbledore and you were asking him that question, I could see. But you've been through some stuff. The guy sent you back in time <laughs> on on a, a prison break. Yeah, but he still always kind of keeps his distance and is mysterious and pops up when he needs to and then disappears again. I just don't feel like they've really bonded. Hmm. At least not yet. I don't know. And some old it's kind of an ongoing on a, thing, though, with them. Some old dude sent me on a Back to the Future quest to save the world. I think that would kind of be the moment that maybe we connected with one another. That's just because you have such an aversion to time travel. That That's would have true. bonded you. Our but connection would be that I hate him. Ooh. He talks about asking Ron, and Ron... I guess kind of j- is just... Kind of circles oh, all oh, over the oh, place. I don't know what we should do. Oh, I could ask my dad, but uh, uh, I don't... Uh, that's he, bad. He, that's, he, that's bad, isn't it? Isn't that bad? Does that mean he's close? He can't be close, can he? I don't know what to do. What, uh, and yeah, I'll ask my dad. He kind of goes all the way around with it. Well, he eventually realizes he knows someone who may be able to help and be understanding of his plight. And Harry writes a letter to Sirius Black, one who the whole book was about. In the last book. We already forgot about him. Yeah. He literally was the prisoner of Azkaban. Yep. And we've and already forgotten about Harry him. forgot. So Sirius has written Harry a couple times during the summer. And his letters were delivered by the Fruit Loops mascot. Can Sam. I don't think that they named the bird. But it was a big bird. Big colorful tropical bird. I, so like, apparently Sirius is hanging out on the beach with Dumbledore. Yeah, with Dumbledore. And they're having the Fruit Loops guy send the uh, messages to Harry. Huh. And Hedwig's not a big fan of the, uh, no, the Fruit Loops she guy. was kind of jelly. <laughs> Super jelly. Why is she jelly, Jess? I don't know. Robin would be jelly if, if you were giving another dog attention. No, that doesn't sound like my girl. Yeah. 
Sounds so, exactly like your girl. So, another thing that we talk about, a lot of things in this in this chapter kind of come directly after the end of the last book. We talked about uh, the possibly going staying with Ron's family. We talked about what Sirius is up to now. And the other thing that is, you know, a kind of a, almost like a little throwaway line in the last chapter of the last book. But when Harry told Mr. Dursley that not only does Harry have a, go- a godfather, not only is this godfather alive, but that he's a deranged criminal wizard who will be checking up on Harry from time to time, Harry's living conditions, once again, have gradually improved. Yes. You know, I've another, noticed another a, step in the right direction. Every year, the Dursleys don't love him anymore. But his living conditions get a little better. Well, except for the one year where they didn't feed him, except for through the cat slot. But he was in a room instead of under the stairs. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, no. That's still pretty bad. And then, like, he was able to have, like, his owl. And this year... He's able to actually keep his magic stuff, his trunk full of magic stuff, mm-hmm. in the room with him instead of just locked up until the next term. So, gradual improvements, just baby steps. Baby steps. Uh, like I mentioned before, this is kind of a uh, bottled chapter here. Uh, all takes place in Harry's bedroom. And... That's really kind of it, isn't it? Yeah, just a lot of refresher information and you remember <laughs> do you, you remember do you remember when we read harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban <laughs> do you remember ron do you, do you he re- got red hair do you remember sirius black he's he's on the run right now you, you remember hermione she likes books do you do you remember dumbledore he has a long nose you, he's he's awesome yeah you you remember Hedwig? Yeah, you, I remember. You remember how owls can send messages? Remember Quidditch? <laughs> we don't talk about well, yeah, Quidditch Cup. Never mind, they do. Yeah, and he was reading. I remember. Wasn't he reading a book? What, what book was he reading? He wasn't reading. He was asleep. Qu- no, but he was reading a book as he fell asleep that fell to the floor and he picked it up. Oh, okay. And it was about people flying around on brooms. It wasn't. It wasn't Quidditch through the ages. It was another Quidditch but book. But it was a, a different book. I forget what it was called. Uh, and I think that's it. There was something that I wanted to ask you about, though, that I that I asked you while I was reading it. And so uh, this uh, this email comes from Dan in St. Louis. Oh, hi, Dan. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to Dan, email us. Dan would like to know. Uh, the Dursleys have had to lie about what school Harry goes to and anything about Harry's involvement in or even the existence of magic for since they've gotten Harry. I'm super... <laughs> like they got a puppy. Well, <laughs> oh, they no, got him. A puppy they would be excited about since they were uh, had Harry. I don't think they would be excited about a puppy. I don't know. Depending on what kind of puppy you think the Dursleys would have. Well, they probably have to have a bulldog from their aunt, but oh yeah, I I just don't think they'd want one. Like I think they'd well, it be can't like, be one that needs a lot of exercise. Yeah, no exercise, and, and they I think they just wouldn't want to deal with the mess of a dog. Pomeranian. No, too much hair. Shed. Hmm. 
Hmm. I'll have an intern look it up. Uh, what are they going to look up? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure somebody wrote some fan fiction where the Dursleys have a dog. But I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked that Dudley hasn't spilled the beans about it at some point. Because we know kids are bad at keeping secrets anyway. But kids are really bad at keeping big secrets. How has Dudley, over the years and all the things that he's seen, not spilled the beans to one of his friends or said something just to like impress people at school? You know, some crazy story to impress people at school. How how has that not happened? You know, or like said something when like a one of Dad's work friends come over and just kind of slipped out. How has that not? happened well he wasn't that young when he figured it i mean he found out when harry found out he didn't know beforehand he was 11 yeah that's a kid yeah but they're not like little or smaller kids that's when things just fall out of their mouths oh so a a fourth grader in your experience (laughs) would be really good at keeping a secret no especially if it knew about the existence of magic but he's so hardwired to hate magic and to like hide hide it because it wouldn't be normal. It's because Harry's a freak. He doesn't want to be a freak. He doesn't want to be associated and with you a freak. And think maybe he would do that just to point out how much of a freak Harry was. Like my cousin? I guess they're cousins. Cousin. My cousin's so weird. How weird is he? He's so weird. Blah, 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 he blah, goes blah. to the special school where they do magic tricks. How has that not happened? How has that not come out? That seems like a flaw in the storytelling to me. It had to have come out and then some wizard but, had, had, okay. had to show up and men in black them with I, the flashy no, thing. Nope. I'm going to turn your theory, your logic right back around on you. If you were at school and a fourth grader came up to you and told you that their cousin was a wizard, would you believe them? If I was in fourth grade, maybe. I don't know. No. Kids don't matter, though. Kids lie all the time, and kids yeah, believe these lies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Kids believe so they these believe lies. they believe the lies, but then it doesn't really matter, because kids lie to each other all the time and tell each other stories and outrageous, crazy things all the time. That's not... The, the point isn't that they don't believe them. The, the point is, there's been no mention of him ever saying anything. But we don't follow him anywhere. We should. But we don't. Side story. So why don't you go look up that fan fiction? I'm sure it's out there. I'm, I'm just shocked that he hasn't said anything about it. Maybe he has. Like to, to kids at school. Or to just, you know, somebody that, you know, like I said, one dad was enter- mom and dad were entertaining something and said... Man, we haven't been able to use those one plates since Harry did blah, 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 blah. <gasps> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Because you look at me like I'm an idiot, but I think I'm making a valid point here. So but thank they you. Were just... Thank you, Dan in St. Louis. And if you have a question, <laughs> you can email us broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com or tweet us at broomsticksb. That's broomsticks followed by the letter B. No spaces, no underscores. Go ahead. No, no. We're, we're past Are we that. done? Yeah. We're done. That's how we're going to wrap it up. Uh, do we have any more to talk about? Nope. Yeah, there wasn't much in this chapter. Nope. 
Not much in the first two chapters. Um, this book gonna pick up. Yeah. I thought you really liked this book. I like this book. Okay. We're only like twelve pages in, aren't we? Or no, twenty twenty-five pages in. Mm-hmm. What's that much? I don't know. It's starting out a little slow. Well, wait until uh, Cedric drops out of the tree. That's when things pick up. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I don't think it happens in the Cedric, book. Cedric, the greatest of the Hufflepuffs. <laughs> Appearing soon. We were told that's when the movies picked up and got great. That's what my brother said. Yeah. And he doesn't know anything. He's a Slytherin masquerading as a Hufflepuff. Yeah. So can't believe anything he says. He took the quiz, but he answered... Not truthfully. Yeah, he answered how he thought that people would want him to answer. And therefore he got a good person. Hufflepuff. Yeah. Which is something a total Slytherin would do. Would purposely answer the wrong questions to the test. <laughs> to throw everybody off the scent. Uh, my dad a total Slytherin. My mom a total Hufflepuff. Me a total Hufflepuff. My brother Jake a total Hufflepuff. My brother Andrew, a total Slytherin, he's the one who actually claims it. My other brother, Bill, claims to be Hufflepuff, total Slytherin, though. Yes. And then your sister? Probably Ravenclaw. Probs. She's, she's very brainy. Valedictorian in high school, stuff like that. Uh, anything else you want to say about Chapter 2? Um, not about Chapter 2, but I was going to mention the neat little thing they're doing right now. Um, having different celebrities read the first Harry Potter book online. If you're listening to this in May of 2020 when we record this, they are doing uh, chapter-by-chapter read-alouds of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone or Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I'm not sure. Depending on what book they have. Which which one they happen to have in their hands. And they are doing a celebrity reader for each chapter. And I think as of right as we record this right now, they are doing they have released are are releasing chapter four, and the first chapter was read by uh, Harry Potter himself, Daniel yes. Radcliffe. Uh, they've got Newt Scamander, uh, A.K.A. His real name is Eddie Redmayne, mm-hmm. reading. I think he uh, did three. Chapter three, and they're gonna have uh, like David Beckham, the great British soccer player. Oh. Is going to uh, read one. And those the audio versions of those are available on Spotify, which is also where you can find this podcast. Oh. Well, are they right next to each other? I Probably. I would oh, assume so. Nice. Uh, that is Makes exclusively it easy. on Spotify. Now, we're on Spotify and also like iHeartRadio and also like Apple Podcasts and also Google Play and also we're Stitcher. Everywhere. We're kind of everywhere. Uh, the audio versions of that can only be found on Spotify, but you can watch the video versions on the uh, Harry Potter at Home site, which is wizardingworld.com. And then you also said on the Wizarding World uh, Facebook Yeah, I'm watch- I'm following their Facebook page, and so that's how they pop up on mine. I just see them on my newsfeed. And wizardingworld.com is kind of cool right now because they got, like, uh, craft videos that you can do at home. They've got, like, quizzes and puzzles. They've got... All kinds of stuff to uh, keep you occupied. It says, we're casting a banishing charm on boredom, Jessica. We're banishing it. Banish it. Get it out of here. So if you're listening to this in the middle of quarantine palooza here in 2020, go to wizardingworld.com and you can uh, 
have a little fun. Yeah, you can listen to a celebrity read a chapter of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and then you can go back into the archives and listen. Jess and I break it down for you here on Broomsticks and Butterbeer. Oh, wow. Actually, uh, my friend Erica is doing that. I don't know. It'll take her forever to catch up, but when she gets to this point, uh, we had a conversation on Facebook when the first chapter came out. I guess her and her girls were reading along with Daniel Radcliffe, and there were some words that were different. And she kind of freaked out. She was like, oh my gosh, some of the some of the words are different. That's not what it says in my book. <laughs> We've talked about that uh, at length on this podcast, yeah. Jessica. And I said, Erica, <laughs> she's like, he has a different book. I'm like, of course he has a different book. You know there are two different books. At least he wasn't reading Batman, old Batman yeah, books like, like you. I was. I was, Goodness. I was way off. Way off. So, and then I mentioned to her that we had a podcast, so she's, they're going to listen to the celebrity read the chapter, and then they might listen to the podcast, and then if you get on this Wizarding World, there's activities to do to go along with each chapter. And we want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast, and if you are listening listening to it on Spotify or iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts or Google Play or whatever, uh, leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Tell us what you like about the show. And if you'd like to be a part of the show, like I said before, email us, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com, or tweet us and follow us on Twitter, at broomsticksb. We're also on Facebook. You can also message us there. So we're really easy to get a hold of, Jessica. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, we're not doing much either. Just here in the hardware store. and <laughs> I went to the hardware store ten times in the last seven days. Is that true? I don't think it was quite that bad, but it was close. It was close. You didn't go every day. It's like the only place they let me go anymore. Yeah. But I, I uh, we have immunity to the coronavirus because we already had it. We have blood test confirmed antibodies, so we're like superheroes right now. Yeah, we want to get our little golden brick mm-hmm. from Lego Masters. Yes. So that we have immunity. Uh, so if you watch the Lego Masters show, apparently they give a gold brick so you can't <laughs> be eliminated. Yeah, if you win that challenge and you get a gold brick. Some of you might be more... Sub- uh, more familiar with Survivor, where they wear like a puka shell, like you know, necklace. <laughs> if you get immunity, you see, now I'm lost. I never got into. <laughs> I never got into Survivor. I'd much rather watch people build stuff with Legos. They, they had something on. What was the show we watched? Uh, the Greatest Hills Race. No, The Greatest Race. Amazing Race. Amazing Race. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. But they had something. If you want a challenge, then you could like. Get a pass. Like a speed pass or yeah. something? Yeah. Speed pass. We don't have a speed pass, though. We just have immunity. No, we don't have a Not speed pass because we're stuck in the slowest book ever, Harry Potter <sighs> and the Goblet of Fire. I think it picks up the next chapter. Well, at least Harry Potter showed up, decided to <laughs> show up in chapter two. I still have not seen a goblet. I've seen very little fire, and I've seen very little Harry Potter so far. So this is going to be Harry Potter and the book that will never end. Well, I don't know what you're going to do when we get to the really big ones. <sighs> well, we got nothing but time, so we'll get there. We'll get there. Thanks, everybody, for downloading, listening, and subscribing. Thanks, everybody, for spreading the word about Broomsticks and Butterbear. Hopefully, when the world gets back to normal, we will start getting out and about more. And this is really going to mess with our, our summer tour of... Uh, uh, Comic cons around the country where we go around and spread the uh, the word of uh, Harry Potter. 
Yeah, the, it's kind of well, become like all our the thing. cons last are canceled. Couple, our last couple summers, we go out and we <clears> host <throat> panels and we we glad hand and we give out prizes and we and have buttons. fun. Yeah, we have a good time, but that's kind of getting taken away for us. Thanks, coronavirus. God, you're the worst. The worst. If the coronavirus was sorted into a Hogwarts, no, I'm not even going to do no. that. No, <laughs> you get us into so nope, much trouble. I'm not going to do that. Not going to say what house it would be. Oh. No, see you later. Sorted into. <laughs> but uh, she's Jessica Rhino. I'm Dan Rhino. We're Broom Sticks and Butterbeer, and we're out of time. We'll see you next time. Bye.